Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings-on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. Back from a long reprieve, I am your host from under the cook tree, Daniel Kite, here to give you your regular season recap and your playoff preview going into this week of fantasy football. Now, I apologize for the long layoff. It's been a long time coming with vacation and and work being kind of hectic as we come to the end of semester. Blame Mikey as well a little bit for really botching his chance to be a co-host here. I I don't know if I'll ever ask him again to do that. Uh, But we're back this week with a mega podcast. We've got six guests on the podcast this week talking about their coming fantasy football playoff matchups. And, you know, it's going to be a great conversation with both sides. There's a lot of smack talk, a lot of trash talk going on. Unfortunately, one person we don't have on the podcast, infamously now, Andre Sadiq won't come on. He, he's been asked multiple times and has not responded. So expect plenty of trash talk on the podcast this week about Andre to fill the void of him not being on the podcast. Uh, yes, that to look forward to for sure. And a couple small notes before we go into it. Uh, I'll apologize for the audio quality on a few of these tracks, uh, especially with my phone call with Taras. Uh, Skype wasn't working there, so we had to kind of record it in a different way, and it's not great. Uh, but hopefully everything's still listenable. Uh, so we're going to go from the 1-8 to eight matchup, 2-7, to 3-6, and 4-5. to five. Uh, So without further ado, we're going to let you guys get to it. Enjoy, everybody. All right, welcome everybody. We're here to look at our first playoff matchup of the week. We're looking at the one versus the eight seed with Juju on that beat versus Turbo Team. And to join me first up on the podcast this week, we have our first place winner of the regular season. We have Juju on that beat, Kimbert Quesada. Kimbert, how you doing right now? Feeling good, feeling good. Finally on top of that totem pole. Uh uh-uh. never thought I'd hear uh never thought I'd say that, but you know, here we are. It feels deeply blasphemous and and just wrong to my very core to imagine you at the top of our fantasy football league. But then, you know, I was just looking back at the standings and you you were in second place last year. You're you're building a bit of a reputation for yourself here, bud. Yeah, getting better every year, I think. And you know what? I feel like if it, if it's not a championship this year, it's it's gotta be a disappointment for you. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, to say the least, like I've tried new diff- new things, which is uh, trading players, which is like very rare for me to do. So, but uh, yeah, I made good, pretty good moves throughout the season, and. Uh, not not as much as many people have, but you know, I think I, it's. I think I feel like you're speaking to me right now. Yeah, you know, I got throw a little shade in there once in a while. That's fair enough. You know, speaking of trades, I have a feeling a guy that what you got in a trade might come up here. Uh, we're looking back at our season MVPs this week uh, for the regular season. So, Kimbert, if you had to label one guy as your MVP, who would that be? It's got to be Lamar, right? It's got to be. Got to be Lamar. I, I forgot who even traded him with to uh, actually. Yeah, that's that's an unfortunate one that went down. I'm, I you. I, granted, he already had Pat Mahomes, so it's not like he was hurting a QB. But oh yeah, uh, exactly. Lamar Jackson, number one ranked fantasy football player this year. It's, it's hard not yeah. to regret uh, giving that guy up. Yeah, for sure. That's so definitely Lamar. Definitely uh, pulled through clutch moments for me. And uh, well, I guess if Greg do a close second would be the Patriots more in the first half of the season. Yeah, I was uh, looking through. Patriots defense has not been great the past four weeks. How how is that making you feel? Uh, a little nervous and on edge, to be honest with you. But you know what? That's football. Patriots are bound to do poorly at some point in their in their career throughout well, throughout the season. So I'm glad at least like the other players kind of pulled through for me. Yeah, and on the bright side too, you know, if you make it through this week against KC, you've got Cincinnati and Buffalo coming up, which should be two pretty pretty nice matchups for the New England defense. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, Buffalo. Well, is it Cincinnati? Is, hasn't uh, hasn't been the same for the past two couple years. So I'm pretty thrilled I about mean, that. I think- I think you're understating that. Let's let's just be real. Cincinnati is water trash, dog trash, shit pile, just just a garbage tire fire. Let's be real. Yeah, it's a worse dumpster fire than the Jets. Which is saying a lot. Which is saying a lot, yeah. Cool. Okay, so then if that's for your regular season then, so you're you're up against Danny. You're you're the favorite here. Your point spread is not by a lot, but Talent-wise, it feels like you've got the better players here. Uh, which players on your team are you looking to just go off? Who are you thinking is going to have a big game this week? Well, I'm hoping for uh, Lamar to go off as well as Cooper. But 
I don't know, man. The Dallas Cowboys have kind of been garbage, to say the least. So I don't know what yeah. uh, what's going to happen with my receiver position. On the fence on whether or not to start Juju, but because um, they got that new quarterback coming up. However, he's still coming off that concussion, so I'm still kind of worried about him. Yeah, and, and being worried about Patrick Peterson with Arizona as well would be a danger, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Danny's got the solid receiving core right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if Will Fuller's back in full action, he might be really interesting against Denver. Yeah, for sure, right? But uh, like he, as as good as uh, as good as the uh, Houston uh, Texans have been the past uh, few past little while i think will fuller is kind of very on and off right the the week prior against the patriots even though they won that game like pretty much dominated the patriots throughout the most of the game or the whole game he still um he still wasn't utilized as much as i wished um for him to be yeah yeah that's fair enough kimberton i'm not gonna lie you're not you're not sounding especially confident this week <laughs> it's the playoffs doesn't matter from what from like eight and two or whatever the hell i am you know we're still zero to zero so you know kimber not sounding like a a, a runner-up you're not sounding like the first place in the league kind of guy i we need to hear some confidence from you bud all right all right all right all right we're gonna dom- we're gonna go out there dominate uh, Danny throughout the whole uh, weekend. So we're gonna, we're gonna come back with that big W. We're gonna f- go for the semi semifinals, you know. For the role. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for some to give Danny some bulletin board material here, or you know what, any any other player in the league. It's your time now. Every player this week is getting a chance to trash talk for for two minutes or longer. So Kimber, you you've got the floor here. Drop some trash talk. Go for it. Well, I'll get, give my hats off to Andre for finally being terrible. Uh, I, mm. I think it's well earned. Finally giving all that uh, after the whole uh, Commissioner Gate thing. So it's, uh, it's a long time coming. So I think uh, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone to kind of uh, that we're all happy that Andre is finally catching the um, butthurt ball for this year. Oh. Oh, and don't you worry, Kimbert. You you don't have to speak for everybody because there there are a lot of people with a lot of things to say to Andre. You're you're just the first right now. There's going to be many, much more coming up. All right, six, six, six. Can't wait to hear all of them. So, looking at Danny's roster, do you think he has any hope with with Rashad Penny starting? Like, does that? Because I gotta be honest, that's that's dicey to me. Yeah, I'm not sure about that guy, to be honest with you, but. Uh... I mean, he's gotten this far. I, I don't. He's not really a kind of a household name, right? So I love your Belichick responses. You're giving me the. You're giving me some strong Belichick response. You've been watching the Patriots too much. You're, you're just. I need. You're not giving me anything, Kimbert. I need. I need some fire. <laughs> I learned from the best. What can I say? Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, buddy. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us here for our first half of this segment. Any any parting words in the season? Any thoughts you want to leave our our listeners with before we move on to talk to Danny? Um, I hope I win. That's all I. That's all I got to say. Game here to you win. No, that's fair enough. All right. all right. Best luck to you, buddy. Thanks all for coming right. on the pod. All right. Back. Thanks. All right. We're back with the second now with. We've got the other half of our playoffs. We've got the eight seeds sneaking into the playoffs. We've got turbo teams. Danny D. Carvalho. Danny, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, excellent, especially now that I snuck in with that clutch win against Joe's team. Um, but, yeah, all's good on this Tuesday. I'm not I'm not confident Joe's team actually exists anymore. I feel like that's just a ghost. <laughs> it's a shadow of its former self. Yeah, I mean, it kind of disappeared near the near the end and i mean you hate to see it but at the same time <laughs> it's the only reason i made the playoffs so i'll take it <laughs> i can't help but think that you don't actually hate to see it uh yeah i mean yeah i mean you kind of caught me there You're... <laughs> 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 all right danny uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to look back on your season here you've you've had some ups you've had some downs i would say there's probably probably been more downs but yeah if you had to look back and, and pick kind of a, a bright spot, your your team MVP this year, who would you give that to? Yeah, I mean, my team's been been a roller coaster. Uh, I mean, last time I was on the pod, we talked about it was just after my really good week. And I, I think I mentioned at that time that, like, I didn't expect it to keep going. And lo and behold, it didn't. And I think I went on a four-game losing streak after that. So that didn't really surprise me too much. But, yeah, I mean, I think the main guy for me would be uh, Josh Jacobs. has just been pretty consistent, floating between, like, RB1, RB2 numbers. Last two weeks, especially RB2. But he's been kind of a 
the rock on my team. And every Hopkins obviously has been good, but Jacobs, I think, uh, was a little bit of a surprise. So I'm really happy with him. And everything else, literally everyone else on my team has just been, I don't know, just up and down, which is why my whole season has been like that. So I don't know, man. It's, it's <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to be in the playoffs, but, you know, we're, we're, we're on thin ice here, I think, especially against Kimbo. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's a nice surprise that you had there with Darren Waller, who kind of ended up playing out into being a like a, a tight end one this year. I, I yeah, was about him in the off season, but so it looks like he kind of played out pretty well for you. Yeah, well, you gotta watch Hard Knocks, man. They they talked about Darren Waller. He's surprised at the off season, so I was like, oh, I'll pick him up. But the uh, you know what? I don't know if I mentioned this to many people, but uh, during our trade talks, I think you offered me Carry On and Kittle for Waller and and Michael Thomas and I declined that I said I'd rather I because that was at the beginning of the season when Waller was doing well and I you know what I, I kind of wish I had taken that Waller's been good but Kittle's been been great granted he got injured there for a bit so I, I can't complain I Waller's Waller's been good but man Kittle I, I'm liking I, I was telling everyone um I mean kind of going off topic here but I I think I like your team the best personally but, oh that makes me nervous I don't like to hear that yep <laughs> oh, speaking of also, speaking of your team, uh, I noticed last week. I forgot to mention. I think you officially won that two hundred point bet that we had with Kyler Murray. No, no, no it's three hundred. Oh, three hundred. Oh, right. Okay, so how much does he have? <laughs> point two hundred would have been two hundred would have been way too easy. No, it's three hundred points on the entire season. I think he's got five games left, and he's got. I think he has to average like 19 points a game to kind of hit that. Oh, right. So it's okay. still pretty touchy. Oh, golden. Okay. <laughs> That's been basically his season average. Like he's right at 19 points a game. So it's, I think like he would be projected to hit that total. But last week didn't help when he only put up 13 points. That, that wasn't super helpful. Yeah, that was an odd game. My, my, hope, my hope is that... You know, the, the Cardinals want to get him used to the offense and they want to get good reps in. So they're not going to, like, take their foot off the wheel in the last few weeks. So I'm hoping that'll kind of push it through and that he'll be able to to kind of inch over the finish line and win me that bet. Schedule tightens up, though. They had some pretty easy games in the middle there. They, I mean, two of his best games, he performed against San Francisco, which is, you sure. know, a really tough defense. So I'm, I'm hoping there's maybe something positive to build from there. He's hard to predict. He has really good games against really tough teams, but then puts up shite numbers against shite teams. It's it's really hard yeah. to defend. Exactly. Well, he's a rookie, man. That's what you get, consistency. Yeah. This is true. This is true. So, speaking of consistency, I'm, I mean, who are you looking at in your lineup this week to be your top performer here? I mean, you're going to need, you're going to need some gargantuan performances to beat Kimbert's team here. So, who are you banking on maybe overperforming and, and kind of coming up big for you? So, I spent all my fab dollars like which was not much. It was like fifteen dollars or whatever it was, on uh, the the remaining that I had on Rashad Penny. I I think it, if I'm gonna win this week, it, he's gonna have to have he granted he just came off a really good week, but he's gonna need another good week. I think he's starting to share the touches there, which is great. Um, he he's gonna need to step up for me. I think the other guys, um, I mean they are given right, like they they need to 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 score on the upper like tier of kind of what they've on the upper side of what they've been doing all year, but. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm liking it. I'm liking this week. I'm liking this week. I, I, just because of matchups. I have a couple bad ones, but Kimber has a lot of a lot of bad ones. Um, Ooh. Looking okay. at his team, right? He has like... Talking some shit. Yeah. His, it's not looking good for him, man. Lamar Jackson against Buffalo. Cooper versus Chicago. Mark Andrews versus Buffalo. That's that's not good, man. Uh, Lamar Jackson is uh, is the lifeblood of his team. And if, we, if you can hold him to less than 20... I have a real shot. I think you're forgetting about the true lifeblood of his team, the New England Patriots defense, who against Kansas City is probably not going to really do much. Oh, and that too. Yeah, exactly. And Kansas City. So they, they yeah, it's, I'm liking it, man. I think I'm, I'm thinking those projections are going to fix themselves after Rashad Penny gets a projection of 10 points. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, be, we'll be close. We'll, I think it's going to be closer than, than uh, anticipated. Rodgers has a decent matchup. Darren Waller apparently is going to go to Tennessee, who's a good matchup for tight ends. So I'm 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 feeling all right, man. I'm feeling it. You know what? 
we we always support an underdog on this podcast. We're always hoping for for the the big guys to knock off the little guys. So my my, my bets with you, Danny. I'm hoping you take out Kimbert. If anything, just because it means an easier matchup for me when I face you later on. Uh, hey, but <laughs> <laughs> just throw in the jab there. Sure, why not? You know, oh, man, I got it. Actually, yeah. Going forward, I'm not. I'm not too confident. You know, I've won two in a what two in a row now. I think. Uh, I'd have to win five, like in the next three, to win this thing. Which I don't think I've won more than two in a row the whole season. So, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna lose this week just based on that. But, you know, we'll see, man. You know, fantasy, fantasy is all over the place. It's week to week. We gotta believe in miracles. We have to believe. Otherwise, why? Why are we doing this dumb game in the first place? Exactly. Hey, you know what? Even if I lose, I'm happy I made the playoffs, and I'm even happier that Andre came last place. You know what? The real the real prize isn't isn't the money at the end. It's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I think we need to rest. And the friends that we upset, aka. Andre. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, up later on the podcast, we are almost definitely going to have Andre. I might just ambush him and not let him know. Oh man, um, is he ignoring you? He's been ghosting me a little bit. And, you know, I may need to delete this from the podcast uh, when I actually get him on the uh, the, the, the line. But okay. as of right now, he's ghosting me. All right. he He's done his, his schooling now. So he, he has regular hours, man. He, sh- he should make it happen. I can't imagine how upsetting it would have been to be on that beautiful, you know, breakfast in bed, like little in thing he did this <laughs> weekend and have to watch his fantasy team be the last place. I feel like that must have just ruined his weekends. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna play this up for like four months. It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I that's mean, awesome. that's that, you know, that's actually the real thing. The real winner is all of us forgetting to watch Andre lose. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. This is a this is we're gonna cherish this moment. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, Daddy, I'm gonna let you go. I know you've got work to get back to, and I've got mm-hmm. some sleeping to do. Uh, so thanks for coming on the pod, bud. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck this week. All good, man. Thanks, you too. Catch you later. All right, we're here now with our second matchup of this playoff weekend in the quarterfinals. Now, no, typically, I would start by talking with the higher-ranked seed here in the Broncos, but Chris decided that he had work to do and had responsibilities to fulfill so, taking most of that bitch ass's time, we have on the line the number seven seed here, Melvin Nohold in the third. We've got Victor Bayat on the phone. Victor, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I mean, let's fucking be honest here. What is more important than the fucking fantasy playoffs right now? Work? What's work? I'm fucking eight minutes away from a nuclear meltdown here at the fucking ISO, and I don't care. I'm, I'm in a conference room on a call because this is what's important to me. What up, Kite? I have five pounds of marking to get through. I have 70 report cards to write. And I have been spending two hours of the past two days just recording podcasts. That's how dedicated we are here. That's what we do. Screw the fucking future youth. You know what? What, what are they going to do anyways? The, the plan's going to melt in 50 years anyways. Why bother? Exactly. So, speak. Uh, you know... Even speaking of how nothing is mean, everything is meaningless and nothing is important. Let's get into fantasy football. Victor, I'm going to ask you about your season so far. You made it to the playoffs, seven and six, tied with. I, I think I just edged you out in seventh place by I think literally three points, same record, and I just had three more points for. So I just edged you out there. So thinking back on your season, who would you say was your MVP of the regular season? Uh, I would say it's definitely a toss-up between the essentially the Chargers backfield uh, is is my would be my MVP candidate. Uh, you know, I was I was a little bit weary with the Melvin Gordon trade, and you know, having both him and Eckler when uh, they came back, but surprisingly, both of them have managed to stay productive in in that offense that seems to be uh, heavily favoring the run now. So, uh, yeah, they, they are my MVP candidates, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting how that's worked, too, because it's not really like the Chargers have been especially good. Like, they've been pretty mediocre to garbagey for the past eight, nine weeks or so. Like, I was, I was checking back the other day. They've only scored 30 points twice this year, and, and you wouldn't expect that to be able to produce two fantasy running backs but it does seem to be working out well for you and i mean you tell me tell me how dj moore's treating you i'm feeling a little bit of fire 
this one. I mean, I was I wasn't gonna name him just because it's been so short since I've had him, but definitely watching him take revenge on you was uh, fantastic for trading him away. And uh, he's 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 looking good uh, going forward. I mean, they have some pretty pretty good matchups. And uh, I I don't know with uh, it was interesting with the the firing of uh, Rivera yesterday how that offense is gonna move going forward. But I think I think. I'm excited for for what he has to offer for the playoffs. Yeah, you have a hard time imagining a new coach coming in and being like, you know what we need to do? Give the ball to Christian McCaffrey more because he's already <laughs> touched the ball like 40 times a game anyways. So you'd have to imagine there might be a bit more workload distributed. But Kyle Allen is also kind of hot garbage. So that's that'll be interesting to see how that works out. But I... <laughs> Yeah, I was weary about that, but I honestly, DJ Moore is just so talented of a player. I, he he can just make those catches in in situations where uh, where like Allen is not giving him the best opportunities. And and that's why I was willing to pay those six dollars for him. And and it's only <laughs> just now that he's finally catching those touchdowns. Finally, and I think I remember doing the math too. I think in our in our matchup, if I had kept DJ Moore and you had kept Devin Singletary, I think I definitely won that week. Uh, so that was definitely a stinger. Yeah, I think that was a rough week for Singletary, if I'm not mistaken, or and for just the Buffalo offense in general. But I mean, you got to be excited about him too going forward. Yeah, it's not bad. He seems to be getting more of a workload. He's still not getting as many red zone touches as I would like, but they're getting him involved in the pass game a bit more. He's he's getting a, a higher you know share of the touches in the backfield. It's it's looking good. Uh, their their schedule for the final three weeks isn't ideal, but it's not terrible either. Uh, so I'm yeah I'm I'm still feeling okay about it. I'm, it's okay. I'm, again, yeah, exactly. I'll I'll be all right. I'll, yep. I'll figure out what's going on. But I was gonna you, say you you're enjoy- not short of talent at all the other positions. I mean, he is your flex, so I wouldn't be worried. And uh, yeah. and also, I get to have his revenge taken out on me in person uh, this week when I watch him probably go off uh, against the Ravens. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. That, that's amazing that you get to see Lamar Jackson. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also most excited to throw Mikey through a table. <laughs> Are you 100%. doing the tailgate? Is that the plan? Oh, yeah, I'm tailgating. The, everything everything is pretty planned out except the Mikey through the table part. He doesn't know that yet. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, okay, well, well, we might edit that out just to, to keep <laughs> And safe, but uh, you know we we will look forward to seeing on on the Bills Mafia Instagram Mikey just being set on fire through a <laughs> table. That'll, that'll be wonderful. And revealing his dolphins underwear. As <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just has that Josh Rosen hot pants right underneath. <laughs> All right, so Victor, we're looking at the playoffs. You're up against Chris this week. You're right now favored in points, which is interesting for an underdog here. So, you know, I'm wondering what your confidence level is like, and I'm wondering if there's any matchups on your team who you're feeling pretty strong about and anything you might be a little bit worried about. Um, yeah, so again, the Chargers backfield, uh, looking for a big game out of them. Uh, they, they, they seem to be trending upwards and have a relatively easy matchup this week, so it should be good. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he made me regret benching him last week. I still squeaked out a win over Andre's miserable excuse for a team. Um, but, I mean, this week he's got another t- tough matchup. But, like, I mean, you can't you can't bench him at this point. I mean, it's the playoffs, and he, he's still, like, a top QB in my opinion. Uh, Be I real. Say- that was Jets' like bias that just forced you to start Darnold there, wasn't it? Like, there's no logical reason, I feel like, to do that, <sighs> even against the Patriots. Man, honestly, this is this was the part where I ignored my own logic actually and went with the experts. And I was just reading a couple articles, and everyone was saying like start of the week, start of the week, Sam Darnold. Like he he's like plug and play in every league basically. And I I was like, yeah, I mean it makes sense. The Bengals have been pretty miserable. The Jets have you know won three in a row. He completely torched the Raiders the week before. So I'm like, why not? And yeah. Never again. What, what I'm starting to learn with the Jets is that the second you believe in them, they come to disappoint you deeply. Uh, oh. Which, I mean, you know better than anyone else, but... <laughs> Absolutely. At this point, they've become the team that, like, teams are like, oh, we're winless. We're going against the Jets. Okay, here we go. 
It's brutal. Yeah, losing to the Bengals is really, really bad because they are you know, that they're just utter water trash. I know. I know. In terms of, I was oh. gonna say player player I'm worried about though is uh, is Carson definitely yeah. uh, with the with the emergence of Penny now. And Danny's raising his arms in the air as as I'm looking at him. Uh, you know, it's that 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 backfield's really muddy now, and that's not what you want going into playoffs, right? Like you want to have a bona fide starter. So, I mean, I'm hoping that the production from my other positions is enough to kind of you know not have me heavily rely on him, but uh, definitely a concern. Yeah, especially in that kind of that divisional matchup there with the Rams who are kind of fighting for their playoff life. It seems like it's going to be kind of a, a scrappy game there. So I don't know if it's going to be a great game script for Carson either. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, everything is, is a bit uh, squiggly out there now thinking about his role there. Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll also was like heavy committal to saying, no, no, the fumbles are a problem, you know, aren't a problem early on in the season. But now. He's kind of rescinded that attitude, it seems. So I'm pretty sure Penny's going to have uh, a bigger role, especially after his uh, production last week. Right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm looking up and down Chris's lineup right now, and I'm seeing two guys that I traded to him that I thought I would not want to be starting in the playoffs. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. I'm going to say, Victor, you've, you've got all the time here. Chris is not going to have a chance to rebut you. And he specifically told me that he, he's ready to take whatever you're going to send at him. So feel free to take this time to trash talk him and any other player you really want to trash talk at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I, I do feel, I, I will say like Chris is kind of the, one of the least people I'm worried about uh, going into the playoffs. So take take that how you may, uh, but it should be a fairly easy win for me. Be even being the seventh seed, uh, I feel like I've got this one locked. And yeah, and saying that now, I'm obviously going to lose. But I uh, I also am going with the uh, riding the wave of uh, you know people seeming to fail when they don't make an appearance on the podcast. So yeah, excited excited about that. I I honestly can't trash talk his team that much because I I don't while I don't like the player a lot of the players on his team they've been productive at times when you know like you didn't think they would be so it, it anything can go and it is the playoffs so we'll see yeah those 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 two Philly players are going to be interesting in Sanders and Ertz because now that the news just came out that Daniel Jones is not playing and Eli Manning is starting which could mean some devastating things for the Philly offense, which could mean some very, sorry, but devastating things for the Giants offense, yeah. which could mean pretty strong things for the Philly offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Philly is also fighting for that spot. Like, I mean, they're, they're only one win behind the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, for the NFC Correct. East. So, yeah, it, it will be an interesting, uh, interesting matchup for sure. And, like, I mean, the God, like, the Giants at this point, like uh, starting Eli is almost like they're calling it in like for, for the season at that point. But we'll see. They're, they're tanking for another quarterback. Someone else yeah. they can take some, some random bumfuck university that no one cares about. Yeah. One, one person out. I am I am scared of, though, is uh, is Mahomes, because uh, I mean, that the Pats defense being as good as they are, it has we've seen like what Watson could do to them last week, for example. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it, it's going to be a shootout type of game, heavily favoring, uh, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause I, I was just looking at their, their season so far and it looks like they're just kind of getting like the, the uh, turnover regression happening. They were just getting like four interceptions a game to start the year and a fumble recovery or two and a touchdown. And now that's kind of all dried up. And so they've, They've been in the single digits three of their past four weeks. So I wonder if that's just, you know, some hard regression coming in where New England's not getting quite the same bounces and throws they used to. And you wouldn't expect Mahomes to be throwing up just lob, you know, lame ducks in the air for New England to intercept. So, yeah, that, I think Mahomes is going to have a sneaky good game in that matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll leave it at that, Victor. Uh, do you, do you want to get any, any parting shots in on Andre? He's been ghosting me for the past day and a half, not trying to appear on this podcast. So I want to give everyone a chance to just talk some shit to him. <laughs> oh, 
I think we may have a meltdown. I mentioned. I mentioned Andre's name and it shut down the Ontario power grid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm just my thing is with Andre is I'm I'm just curious. I'm gonna sit here and watch how much of a bitch he's going to be about receiving the butthurt bowl. Because we all know Andre likes to talk a big game and then, you know, back down when it comes to facing the consequences, a.k.a. the slap bet that me and Camille <laughs> clearly won. And he's been a complete bitch about receiving his uh, his due diligence. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I think in typical Andre fashion, he's just going to try to ghost you for as long as he possibly can and the rest of us. Well, as, as a bit of a sneak preview for later in the podcast, I have outlined in a, in a future conversation what I would like to have happen with Andre's receiving of the butt hurt bowl. So, so listeners, you're going to have to tune in to hear that a little bit later on. Uh, but otherwise, Victor, I'm going to let you get back to work. It sounds like there's a massive crisis you need to help deal with. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast. Really appreciate it, buddy. It's okay. I, only, I think it only affects teachers, so we're good. You know, they, they don't need power. They're out on strike, I heard. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me as always, man. All right. Take it easy. Hey, everybody. Here now looking at our third playoff matchup of the week. Steve uh, going up against God. Very close. Got the underdog from under the coach. Your one and only Cages going up against Slan and Pacheco. And we have him on the line right now. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Oh, man. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, and I kind of resent the fact that you call yourself an underdog, because as of right now, you're projected to beat everybody else on this week. So. You know what? I'm looking at it right now, and we are the closest matchup. You are you are 0.24 beneath uh, my score. So we, we yeah. do project to be the highest scoring matchup here. Yeah, I updated my uh, roster in preparation for this, and I was looking at it, and like me and you is, I think, by far the best matchup going yeah, into uh, the finals. This is the real. This is what the people pay money to see. Yeah, right. Like this, this is exciting. There's gonna be so much tilting. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be an incredible amount of tilting. I'll be fucking Don Quixote. I'm tilting at everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I want I want to get your thoughts on the year so far. I mean, you you had an amazing year. I think coming out eight and five, you had one of the strongest kind of points four records in the league, if not the strongest point four one. Uh, who do you think was your team's MVP? You have you have a lot of good choices here, but I want to know what you think. Um, yeah, I, I did really. I like my team. I like, I'm really happy with how they performed throughout the season. Um, when I took over first place from Chris a couple of weeks ago, I felt real happy and talked all the shit but uh my team's been stuttering a little in the last couple of weeks um like losing to mikey last week was, oh, it's kind of real piss off no one ever about the record i have me too and it just stinks real bad um but my season mvp i think is i mean i gotta give it up to derrick henry like, I love, like, a lot of, like, my wide receivers They came up. Like, Cooper Cups did really well at the beginning of the season, but he's had a couple duds lately. Chris Godwin, same thing. Like, I named my team after him hesitantly, but he's done really well for me. And But Derrick Henry, he, especially with the absence of, like, Connor going down and, like, Tyreek Hill going down, like, I lost my best wide receiver and my best running back, like, the last couple weeks. And, like, Tyreek Hill's been in and out. But Derrick Henry's just been, like, a consistent player for me. And we talked about last time on the podcast how I hated that I picked him up. But he's been a beast. He's got, like, a bunch of multi-touchdown games. Like, Yeah, I think I'm just looking at it right now. He's he's very – he's definitely scored more than 100 points over the past four weeks that he's played. I mean, he's been an absolute monster recently. And Tennessee is just steering right into that run attack. And really, I think more than any other player – in fantasy this year, Derrick Henry is the one that I have to eat the most kind of crow on because he's he's just been outstanding with the opportunity that he's been given. And I mean, it, all power to him. I mean, it did not look like he had this ability, but he's been he's been doing it. Yeah, I think he's he's done really well, and especially since they uh, took Mariota off and they started Tannehill instead, that offense has gotten a big upgrade 
which helps him a lot. So I'm really happy with how he's performed and he stepped up. The fact that the offense got an upgrade when they started Ryan Tannehill really tells you just how psyched <laughs> Marcus Mario is. Like that is just that's a real low bar to, to try and get over. Yeah, and like he had such high hopes for Mariota because he had like he's pretty mobile and he's always been kind of not great but you know you led his team to the playoffs last year and they thought he could do something this year but i don't know tannehill stepped in and he's done a good job yeah it'll be interesting to see if they actually ever get like a real <laughs> at some point if they if they can find the kind of first round quarterback because i mean if tannehill wasn't even good enough for miami so that i mean that yeah. that's says all you really need to hear like if this team ever gets an actual quarterback that that is this could be actually a really interesting fun team to watch I am surprised yeah. you didn't go with Russell Wilson, though. He's kind of been like what the QB one or QB two for most of the season. He's been he's been absolutely outstanding for you. He's been up there, but the thing is, when Russell Wilson will put up like a forty point game, and then it's really high for him. But like last week, he's projected for twenty two, and he puts up like sixteen. So he's just kind of up and down. And like he's been steady for me, and I enjoy that. I picked him up when. And I just had him all year, but I got it. I kind of expected it from Russell Wilson, and I didn't expect it from Derrick Henry, which is why I got to give him the shout out. You know, I'm I'm going to be a little self-serving here because I'm not going to get a chance to to say my own. I'm going to say I, I feel like Dalvin Cook is an easy MVP for me, just because he's been like he's value for so, for good. so good. I'm deeply deeply terrified that this shoulder injury is going to keep him out this week and is going to take away probably a guaranteed 25 points from a really shitty Lions run defense. I am yeah. genuinely shitting my pants over this. Um, but I, I do also want to give big ups to Michael Thomas because I think this this may have been the trade rape of the year. The fact that I was able to get Michael Thomas for two weeks of carry on Johnson and, and Curtis Samuel. I feel excellent about that. And Michael Thomas has been just so good for me this year. And I, I, I love him. I love everything I've seen from Michael Thomas. I think he he's my my real he's the MVP in my heart, mainly just because it meant I got to get one over on Danny. Nice. I was actually looking at it. Like you, you watch The Office? Yeah. You know the episode where they're in the like the bazaar or whatever, and like Dwight trades from a thumbtack up to like a telescope. Exactly. That's what I feel like you did. Like you, every trade you did, like just benefited you completely. And now I have to fucking deal with it in the first round of the playoffs. I feel like I went three for four. I felt I, I've. The only one I'm a little bit iffy on so far is the Singletary for Moore one because DJ Moore is actually finally starting to catch touchdowns and is becoming like a, a bona fide kind of low end wide receiver one right now. But yeah, I I really I, I think I did pretty well with the other three trades and I'm and basically that's my starting lineup now and I feel very good yeah. about it. <laughs> Everyone on your lineup other than like Cook and Kittle. It's like you picked up at some point throughout the season. And like, dude, right. Singletary is a stud, man. He's he's good. And like the Buffalo run, like running deep, like running team is they're, they're good. So I I mean I'm ecstatic. I I was really nervous at the start of the year because I started out one and three and was just everything was falling around me. And then that Michael Thomas trade came down for me from the sky, and I feel like that just kind of set my season off. Although the thing that I'm worried about now is that next year no one's going to trade with me, and I'm going to really have to focus hard on my drafting. Yeah, dude, you I'm like no, I didn't make a single trade this year. And when like you put out, hey, I'm looking for an RB two, and then you get just Singletary for. I was like, I don't have that much faith in DJ Moore, mostly because I don't have that much faith in Kyle Allen. But yeah, it's it's nuts. I got, I got no trades, and you, I, I think you won all your trades. But people yeah, yeah. trade with me next year. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm coming for you. I'm coming for that. <laughs> so Nick, yeah. we're gonna wrap up here just because I want to try and keep everyone short. Don't want to take too much time. Nick, is there any? Is there any matchup that you feel strongly about on your team? Like any player that you're excited to think will go off and any player that you think you're really nervous about? Okay, I'm nervous about Tyreek Hill. That's easy just because he's playing New England and that's that's scary because their defense yeah. is still really good. But at least Houston showed them that they're not invincible. And to go off, I'm really hoping, I'm looking at Cooper Cup because he's like the Rams are coming back from getting destroyed and they did really well against Arizona and now they're playing Seattle. So hopefully he can put up some points and that'll be a high scoring game. I'm also deeply worried again about Derrick Henry. Like Kansas City just ran all over Oakland last week and Tennessee who has you know, all of the, the running offense in the world. I'm terrified Derrick Henry is going to put up 40 points. Yeah, I'm 
real excited for it. That's the thing. A lot I like a lot of my matchups, like the players, like the teams that they're playing have like weak matchups, like the wide receiver matchups are poor or whatever, which is why I think I might have an edge against you because a lot of your matchups are shitty. And yeah. hopefully Dalvin Cook is does have a separated shoulder and doesn't play. So that gives me a big boost. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the same hope for you and James Conner's shoulder. I'm, I'm going to hope that he's out for another week, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's both our RBs will probably go down and we'll just struggle and mishmash and line up together. Yeah. Well, well, all right, Nick. May the best man win. I think we're going to be the matchup of the week to watch. And I, I hope we got fireworks here. I hope, well, I mean, not really. I hope I, I blow you out and it's absolutely a gong show. But I but I think for the, for the league, it'll be good if we put together a good matchup. What I, I'm going to call this now, what I think is going to happen is like me and you are going to be the only two teams that have both over 100 points. And like one of us will be the highest scoring. The other one will be like the fourth highest scoring. And one of us is going to have to go out. It's It sucks, but it'll be a good matchup. So I'm excited. It sounds like that's right in the cards for me because I feel like that happened to me last year and I'm still butthurt about it. So uh, <laughs> myself, Rick. Yeah, and we're going to look at one of the other matchups. It's going to be like 86 to 74 or something. So look forward to that. All right, Nick, thanks for the pod. Best of luck. No, actually, no, not really the best of luck, but I hope you have a good week. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to wish you good luck, but I do wish that you have fun. So, yeah. All right, have a good one, buddy. Take it easy. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with our fourth and final playup matchup overview. Uh, we have in the four spots, we have I am McLorvin, and we have in the fifth spot, we have Why Haven't You Seen My Dick? And to start off this playoff uh, round preview, we've got with us I am McLorvin himself. We've got Teras Gamanyuk. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Uh, you left out a defending champion. I, I intentionally left that out because I'm still very sore about it. But yes, I guess suppose also defending champion. Uh, how's it going, man? Oh, you know, pretty good. It's been a been a bit of a, a wild day. You know, long teaching day. Just came back from the dentist not too long ago, but pretty good. Now, now booking podcasts with every every player you can. I'm going to be, you know, up until midnight probably. But, you know, I do it for the love of the game. Speaking of which... I want to ask you to start off by thinking about your season as a whole here, uh, Taras. So looking back, who would you say was your most valuable player? Who who really stepped up for you this year? I mean, it has to be Aaron Jones. Uh, he hasn't been consistent, but weeks that he's been on, he's gone off. Um, he's got weeks of 38, 45, 23. Um, I think overall he's had a pretty good season. One frustrating bit with Aaron Jones, and I don't know if you watch the Packers much, but LaFleur's use of him is quite mind-boggling. I think he's much better than Jamal Williams, but for some odd reason, they, they split the backfield. It really makes me think that there's something happening there behind the scenes, because it seems so obvious that Aaron Jones is more talented than Jamal Williams, yet both now Matt, Mike McCarthy and Matt LaFleur both aren't using him to his full potential. So I feel like there must be something going on there. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, uh, fatigue is an issue. Maybe they see it like he can't last a full season if they rely on him heavily, but I'm not sure what it is. He's In my eyes, he's a better pass blocker. He's a better receiver, uh, rusher. Just <laughs> uh, everything, but, yeah. Well, yeah, what do I know? I'm not a NFL coach. <laughs> yeah, and you know, looking back to, I know we were having a bit of a bidding war from at the start, and I really wish I had spent my $40 on Aaron Jones instead of on Johnson. I feel like I, I would have had a lot better season that way, but, uh, you know, them, them's the way the cookies fall. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the overbid that I was happy about. I, I was glad to fight him, fight, yeah. fight for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyone on your team that you're really disappointed by? Disappointed, but I mean, the obvious one is uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, well, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> he ate up a chunk of my budget and set me back quite a bit. It, him and Cam Newton, I actually had high hopes for Cam Newton. Uh, I thought he was going to have a good bounce back season, but that fell flat on his face. Yeah. Um, other than that, Gurley's pretty much what I thought he would be. He he hasn't been awful, but he's not he's not the top three running back that he once was. But if you look at his stats, he's been quite good. A reliable 10, 10 plus points. Which from an RB2 isn't the worst thing in the world. 
Yeah, exactly. For, for for what I paid for him, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And especially considering how bad the Rams have looked this year. Yeah. He, he still produced as much as I saw he would. So. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'd say Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's kind of cheating because he's not on my team. You, you know um, it's been a long year when I've completely forgotten that Antonio Brown was even a thing. Yeah, yeah. I still hold out hope that maybe... Um, Maybe Patriots give him another chance because our offense is garbage. It has been pretty garbage. Yeah, it's quite quite hard to watch. They could probably, um, they, luckily, the de- luckily the defense is stepping up, so Patriots are still getting by somehow. But yeah, it's hard to trust them when it's going to come playoff time. And I mean, Julian Edelman is fine, but like after that, who who are you throwing to? Exactly. It, it's it's not even that they have injuries too. And I, I didn't understand the Sanu trade at all. I'm not a big fan of him. Not sure what happened with the Josh Gordon thing, but... Shout out to Camille talking shit about Mo Sanu. Camille, don't stand for that. Come on the pod. Camille owes me 100 bucks. <laughs> Camille owes <laughs> everyone 100 bucks. You know, going into the bet, I knew I was never going to get that money, but at least now I can talk shit every time I see Camille. And you know what? That's honestly worth more than $100. Exactly. That's what I thought, too. Now, looking ahead, speaking of playoffs here, I want you to look at your matchups this week. Is there is there any matchup on your team that you're worried about? Any matchup you think is maybe going to underperform or any player who will underperform? Uh, I mean, with my team, it's any given week that's the case. Yeah. It's, it's been quite consistent. The, the one that's most, most concerning is probably Josh Allen. That's the obvious one against Baltimore. I feel like his floor is quite good, but any consideration? Any consideration of starting Mayfield? It, 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 that's that's why I have Mayfield. Um, I'll probably flip flop back and forth between the two to make the decision Sunday. Um, a little worried that they have a lost season now, and uh, Mayfield got a bit hurt last week, so not too confident in the start that I thought it would be. If they won against Pittsburgh, I would have felt a lot more comfortable with the Mayfield start. Yeah. But yeah, uh, other than that, I mean. Bell will get touches. Whether he does anything with them, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, Jones Jones is a 50-50 again. Um, Gurley, uh, I feel like Rams have to play him nonstop if they want a chance at a season that's not wasted. You're not so. sounding confident here, Taras. I need to hear a little more confidence in that voice. Uh, you know what? Not too confident. But the fact that I'm playing Mikey gives me all the confidence I need. Well, I'm I'm so happy you said that because it's time to transition into some smack talk. I want you to talk. I'm going to give you just kind of two uninterrupted minutes. Just kind of talk shit about whoever you want to talk shit about. You, you've got your time uh, starting now. Go for it. I mean, I, I don't want to talk trash too much about Mikey because uh, I heard he had a rough start to the season walking out of the draft. But um, his, his team's just as, a, as much of a 50-50 as mine, so... I think in terms of any matchup, Mikey is probably either him or Danny would have been my favorite ones to start the playoffs with, which works out for me. Yeah, that's bulletin board um, material, team. Danny. Bulletin board material. Exactly. Turbo team. <laughs> um, the other team that I really dislike, other than a couple players, is Chris's team. Um, he's been he's had random players just go off and somehow get him wins all season long. I mean. His starting running backs right now are James White and Sanders, which, uh, gross. <laughs> uh, Chubb, Chubb's, Chubb's been quite good, so that's probably the shining star of his team, him and Mahomes. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll let the performances do the talking. All right, all right folks, you, you heard it here first. Taras believes Chubby Broncos, absolute fraud. Yeah, All I right. stand by that. Fair enough. Well, well, the best of luck to you this week, Taras. I hope that those 50-50 coin flips fall your way because I, I, a butthurt Mikey is a funny Mikey. Uh, so I'm, I'm rooting <laughs> for you in this matchup. So so best of luck to you this week. Thank you, man. To you as well. Uh, I think your matchup is going to be quite good. I think the two team staff, especially Cook's all right. I'm not sure if there was any updates on his injury. He says he's going to play, but players always say they're going to play, and then they don't. So I, I'm still very pessimistic. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, right. well, fingers crossed. Your team's good, so yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully he heals up and you actually get a chance at a championship this year. Um, I need it. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. All right. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the pod, Taras. Much appreciated. Glad to no finally problem. have you on here. And, uh, yeah, best of luck. Thanks for having me. All right.
All right, back now with the second half of our final playoff matchup of this upcoming week. We just finished talking with Taras, and now here we are, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Why haven't you seen my dick? We ask each other every single day. Mikey Campos is on the podcast. Mikey, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it feels good to be back into the playoff brackets once again. You know, it's a good turnaround, actually. Like last year, getting the butt hurt bowl, finishing last, to literally uh, right after the draft, uh, my team literally being the worst team coming out of the draft to now being an 8-5 and five team in the playoffs. Uh, it feels really good, to be honest. Yeah, you know, we saw you talking the other day all about how you know, you're asking, ooh, has anyone ever come from the Butthurt Bowl to win a championship? And I, I can't help but feel like you're getting a little too big for your britches there, but I appreciate the confidence. Yeah, I have to have some confidence, right? You know, like, um, it's playoffs. Every week is different, and anything can happen in any given Sunday. So, you know, let's see what happens. You know, speaking of anything happening on Sundays here, I want you to tell me about your the season that was. I want you to tell me... Of all the players that you had, who would you say was your season MVP for your fantasy football team? Oh, without a doubt, it has to be Elliot. And the only reason why I'm going to put Elliot as my season MVP is because even though he's never, he hasn't actually produced any like crazy breakout games um, that were like game winning games, he was like rock solid, showed up every game and gave me the points I expected to at least get from him. He always performed at least from his um, floor even though he couldn't always reach his ceiling and he never got hurt. He's been knock on wood, but he's been um, here since day one, which we weren't even sure going into week one, if he was going to play because of the sit out and he's been there while uh, some other players I've had either have missed time due to injury or vice versa. Um, he's been my rock solid throughout. Yeah. You know, if I was thinking, I was looking at your roster and it was getting salty because I was remembering our bidding war for Julian Edelman and he, I think, has probably been the best bang for buck that you have on that roster right now. So I'm, I'm especially butthurt that, that he's doing really well for you and didn't get to do well for me. Yeah, I would say that was a great surprise. Um, I, I had a feeling he was going to do well, especially with Gronk not being here this season. It just means more targets in the middle for him, already more than what he already is used to from Brady. Um, I was a little hurt, uh, worried about his shoulder and his ribs throughout the season, but he's been able to perform every week um, with it. So I'm really happy with Edelman's performance throughout the season for me. Like, it definitely was worth the money I spent on it. And uh, I would have, you know, if I could have traded, you know, the, the money that I spent on an Alshon Jeffrey and a Ty Boyd and, and gotten a Julian Edelman instead, I, I definitely would have. So I'm looking back and I'm feeling a little upset, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that my boy Julian has been doing well for you. Well, I was going to say, if we look back at our trade that we did do, like I would definitely say you got the good, better value out of it in hindsight. Um, you know, Carl uh, Sutton's been performing still like a WR1, and he's probably going to do well for you going into the playoffs. As um, the fat money I spent that was given back on, uh, on Samuels just was a complete bust. And Alshon yep. Jeffrey has been injured for me. He just recently came back, and yes, he did well, but everyone does well against Miami. So we'll see how that offense keeps going forward in the playoffs. I, I am I am thankful that, that did work out for me. I, I had kind of coveted Sutland, uh, Cortland for a while, so I'm, I'm glad that worked out. But, you know, in positive, in positive ways, I want to look at the playoffs here now. Going into your matchup with Taras this week, is there a player on your team who you think is going to just pop off and, and do really well for you and a player that you're maybe a little bit worried about going into this week? Um, I'm actually like really looking forward to both my WR1 and 2 this week, Julian Edelman against KC and Adams against Washington. Uh, Devontae Adams has been on the uprise now since being fully healed from his turf toe and going up against Washington. Um, I expect him to go off. And Julian Edelman against KC, I'm really hoping that this ends up being a shootout or... That uh, just because of the lack of offense that there is in New England the last couple of weeks, that they're going to be playing some catch-up. Um, and then Edelman, uh, sorry, Edelman's going to have the opportunity to get some extra catches in there, which kind of like hopefully resembles a little bit of what happened this week against Houston. You know, even though it was garbage time, they looked at Edelman towards the end to kind of get them back in the game. And he ended up getting a last-minute garbage touchdown. So I'm hoping that like, I'm hoping sorry, go and uh, I'm hoping that New England will have to rely on the offense and not the defense again this week against the powerful KC offense. 
that's going to put up points. So I, I, I really have high hopes on both my wide receivers, uh, my number one and two this week against uh, Taras in the playoffs. Um, no worries. The fact that KC has the has given the third least points against fantasy wide receivers. Nope, I have no worries about that, to be honest. Confidence, baby. I love it. Yeah. Though, what I am worried about, to be honest, is um, the rest of my team. In the sense, yeah. that, uh, outside of Elliott being up against Chicago, I'm actually not too worried about that just because Chicago's run D has been pretty bad lately, and Elliott's yeah, Elliott. Yeah. Elliott's always, uh, always runs well. But I'm actually worried about Gallup, actually, against the Chicago, because Chicago's still really good on the pass D. Uh, Carlos Hyde's been on the downfall. He's been a steady WR3, uh, RB3 rock for me, but he's kind of uh, not performed the last couple of weeks. And against Denver, I'm kind of worried about that. And most importantly, Olsen is, I think, in concussion protocol at the moment, and he might not even play against Atlanta. So I might have to look in the waivers for a plug-and-play this week, which we all know that this year for tight ends, plug-and-play has been horrendous. Um, So I'm kind of worried on that sense for me. Um, and my only dilemma is who am I going to plug in as my flex because I am really torn between Gallup, uh, Jeffrey, and Samuels right now, or even Metcalf, because uh, Hilton might be out for the rest of the season, so I really don't know who to plug in as my flex option. Uh, if you were to look at it, what advice would you give me on that position? Yeah, you're in a bit of a weird place there. A lot of, a lot of wide receivers with some high upside there. The Giants' pass D has been pretty poor, so this might be the time for you to let Alshon Jeffrey shine. Uh, but I think Michael Gallup is probably still the safest bet. DK Metcalf, uh, uh, like I, I'm a little bit worried about Seattle on the road in that divisional matchup against the Rams. That's a bit of a stay away for me. But I think I think I would say Gallup would be my choice over over him or Jeffrey for sure. Even with the matchup, yeah, I I, I just. I have very little faith in the Eagles offense. It's why I traded away all three players that were on that team. Uh, after seeing it, I had really high hopes for them this season, but then seeing them actually play, when once Deshaun Jackson went down, the entire offense fell apart. So I, I'm not that confident in seeing the Eagles, even against the lowly Giants. Shout out to Paul. Uh, I'm not even that confident in seeing them do anything. I agree with that. That's true. Um, regarding the matchup against my opponent this week, um, I do feel a little worried in the sense of um, what I just told you about some of my players. But primarily, if you look at his uh, his lineup, um, he actually has really good matchups. Like, you know, Devontae Parker against the Jets, which he's been going off. Uh, Bell against Miami. Jones against Washington. Um, it just, he has the potential, these players, to really go off, like, against these uh, more weaker defenses. I'm going to put it out there right now. Uh, me and Vic are going to the Buffalo and Baltimore game this, uh, this Sunday upcoming. It's going to be a great game. I would love if you keep Allen as your starting QB, so at least I have someone to hate on oh, live in the game. Um, so don't switch him out for Baker Mayfield. Keep Allen as your QB. Hopefully you do. That would be pretty fun to see. Oh. So you've heard it here first. When we see Josh Allen go down from a crazed fan running on the field and taking out his ACL, we know it was Mikey Campos who arranged it. Yes, heard it here first. And it'll be a tragic but, frankly, brilliant moment in fantasy football history. Mikey, I'm going to take you out on that. I appreciate you taking the time to come be on the pod today. I know everyone's pretty busy today. Uh, so I really appreciate your time here. Best of luck. I hope that we get to see the, 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 the infamous Dick Man go all the way to the finals. I think it'd be a great rags to riches story. Uh, so I wish you all the best, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to do one more shout out to uh, Andre winning the butt hurt bowl. Thank you for finally taking it out of my hands. And I couldn't give it to anybody who deserves it more. I wouldn't know anybody else who needs it more than him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait till the day we present the trophy to him, uh, regardless of how we do it. And then we, uh, we find a humiliation for him as well. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I want the ceremony to take place at the bachelor party. I want I want that to be a bit of a part of it. Okay, we can probably arrange that. Even if we have to do two to three ceremonies, yeah, that's the prime <laughs> one to do that. I think I'm okay with I, that. I know Andre getting the butthurt bowl is equally important to my bachelor party, but I think we can find a way to combine them. Oh, 100%. We can make it work. We always make things work. Absolutely. All right, thanks, buddy, for coming on. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
All right, Monday Morning Tears fans, that's all we have for this week. Thanks to everyone for coming on the podcast and making it the biggest podcast in Monday Morning Tears cast history. Uh, Looking forward to next week when we will look at this week's playoff winners and losers and hear some butthurt and hopefully hear some celebration and some more trash talk. Maybe we'll even hear from Andre, the recipient of this year's butthurt bowl, in case you possibly forgot. But until next week, everybody, thanks for listening and keep crying. Keep crying.